welcome to the first, the, the inaugural episode uh, of this this podcast time that we're going to work with, Pastor Dave Rogers. Um, welcome, first off, welcome into the studio. Thank you, Greg. Absolutely. Um, well, has it been a month since we first started talking about this? Just about a month, maybe uh, five weeks, but it wasn't that long ago. No, as we were talking, you were you you were wanting to put together a weekly study, you know, like a a, a lunch, you know, a snack of, sure. of the word, <laughs> maybe not a full meal. Um, and so we were talking about doing video or doing, um, you know, some sort of recording that would go out. And of course, my 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 other world is the podcast world. So um, I threw it at you, and you were so willing. To put that bridle on and say, okay. <laughs> well, you've got to try something new every now and then, and this is certainly stretching my comfort zone. Excellent. So ba- basically, we're doing a small radio show that goes out on the interweb. Um, as you've gone over the last few weeks prepping for this, where do you see this going in the future? Like, what, what is your, uh, What's your hope for this? Well, my hope is that uh, I can share some thoughts that would uh, just give encouragement to people, uh, realizing that there is uh, an absolute glut of uh, devotional shows that are out there, Uh, quality, uh, well-known teachers, uh, experts, authors, uh, things of that nature, pastors uh, with tremendous reputation and following. And uh, certainly have no desire to compete with them or or expectation. But uh, I think that uh, even at the local level, uh, the pastor has uh, some thought and insight into the word that's beneficial to to his community, beneficial to the audience that might tune in and listen to him. And if I can just shine a little light, a little hope, a little joy into someone's heart, uh, that would be my goal. Fantastic. Well, th- this first set that you have kind of put together, it, it's a multi, multi-week multi study uh, on adversity. How, how did you get here? I mean, what, what brought you to that as the first topic you want to a- attack? In a phrase, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> this is, <laughs> we are recording this in the late fall in 2020, so... Perfect timing. This this year has been certainly one where uh, virtually all of us have experienced some level of adversity in mm-hmm. our life. And uh, through my devotional reading uh, recently, uh, I was reading in First Peter, and Peter talked about uh, suffering for the sake of Christ. He, he spoke of Christ's suffering, but he also talked that as believers, uh, you may or you will have uh, difficult times mm-hmm. in life. And uh, I just thought that uh, we need to have a good framework uh, to deal with the adversity uh, that we face on a daily basis, uh, recognizing some have had uh, health issues with uh, COVID-19, uh, some have lost loved ones, uh, some have lost jobs. Uh, their income, their revenue has been uh, severely impacted. Uh, certainly, I look at the students mm. and uh, the you know turmoil in their life. Their norm is no <laughs> it's more. No longer, yeah. And uh, so I just thought, you know, we're dealing with adversity. 
uh, we're experiencing it, uh, we need to deal with it well. And the scripture has some insight for us. Awesome. Well, why don't you take us into this? Uh, as I said, I was looking at the scripture and, uh, I'm not going to take the time to read the passage to you today, but uh, I would encourage the listeners to take time to read 1 Peter chapter 4, because the entirety of the chapter deals with this topic and and is really the genesis of of my thought process here. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that it would be very beneficial to them to take time to read it. But uh, as we look at uh, adversity, my desire is that we discover what are God's reasons for allowing adversity to come into our life, uh, and uh, how can we uh, even prosper or uh, go forward, look at adversity as something Mm -hmm. that uh, may be beneficial to us instead of a hindrance to our growth and our development. Uh, The first thing that I would like to do is take just a moment to uh, define the word adversity. Um, When I speak of adversity, uh, different people, depending on their life experience, may have a a different uh, uh, opinion or uh, definition of the word. And so let's just take a a moment to lay down a baseline uh, for adversity. I'm defining adversity as trouble, as affliction, opposition, pressure, chastening, anguish, testing, or tribulation. When I think of adversity, I, I also think that it is it is or they are those life adversities are those life experiences that are greater than our ability to resolve uh, stuff that we just can't handle. Mm-hmm. And uh, certainly when we think in uh, terms of COVID, uh, we don't know what to do with it. You know, uh, the experts don't, don't seem to know what to do with it. And uh, how we handle it uh, seems to be somewhat of a moving target for us. And so uh, we understand that it is greater than our ability to resolve. Uh, adversity usually comes to us in, in multiples. Uh, I can remember uh, times as a child growing home, it, it, you know, the old saying, when it rains, it pours. Uh, it seems to be as though it's one test or, or one crisis on top of another. And so uh, when we think of adversity, let's think of it in those terms uh, as I've defined it for you there. Uh, looking at the scriptures and uh, studying them a little bit, I've, I've come to understand that there are two types of what we're going to call tests or testings that come our way in life. Uh, The Greek uh, gives us a a glimpse into these two different types of tests, if you please. So uh, real quick, are you kind of equating the word adversity and the word test as as the same? Yes. Okay. Yes, Uh, definitely so. Uh, 
and and it's important that we understand the nature of the tests mm-hmm. uh, because they come to us from different uh, different points of origin uh, with different results expected or a desired result. Uh, the first definition uh, comes from uh, the Greek word uh, dikemazo, and uh, it is the act of testing someone or something for the purpose of approving it. Uh, in 1 Corinthians, for instance, chapter 3, verses 10 through 15, it talks about our life work being tested by fire. And uh, if we have uh, lived a, a good quality life and uh, we've done the work of the Lord, uh, we have uh, built a life of uh, gold, silver, and precious stone. However, uh, those life works that uh, are unfruitful or unproductive uh, are described as wood, hay, or straw. But all of them are tested by the fire. And obviously, the result is much different. Uh, for gold, <laughs> silver, stuff that lasts. <laughs> yeah, gold, silver, and precious stone is is uh, uh, purified, uh, made even more precious. It's approved, so to speak. While wood, hay, and and straw uh, is quickly consumed in the fire. Uh, an, another uh, passage of scripture that speaks to us of this testing process is First uh, Corinthians chapter eleven where the Apostle Paul is telling the believers at Corinth to test their motives uh, as they prepare to receive communion, uh, as they come to the Eucharist and and prepare to to receive it, that they need to examine themselves. You, You said test their motive. Explain that a little bit more. Well... When we look at our life, uh, we can easily justify ourselves <laughs> yeah. uh, in, in any given situation. Uh, we can uh, have something in our heart that is, well, it, it's not helpful, it's not healthy, uh, but we can certainly rationalize why it's there and, and mm-hmm. why it's beneficial. But when we come to the communion table and we uh, are laying our heart bare before the Lord, uh, and we come and we realize that there's something there. Jesus said it this way, that uh, when you come to the altar to give your gift and you know that there's something, uh, a strain in relationship, so to speak, between you and someone else, leave your gift there. Mm-hmm. Go and be reconciled to them. In other words, deal with the issues that, that are uh, really hindering your relationship with the Lord. They're, they're going to be the wood, hay, and stubble that just aren't going to stand up to the test. Mm. And, and get rid of them. Yeah. Deal with them. Uh, and so uh, certainly we are called to a time of self-examination uh, before we even come to uh, the communion table. In fact, the Apostle Paul says that uh, judgment needs to begin with the house of the Lord. We need to take care of the the pole in our own eye before we begin to worry about the <laughs> little, that little sliver, <laughs> little sliver in someone else's yeah. eye. And so, uh, that's that's part of this act of testing uh, 
mm. ourself and and uh, what have you. Um, we we look at uh, what Paul had to say to the church at Ephesus as uh, he called them again to examine the quality of life that they're living and the the fruit of their life. And uh, in Ephesians 5, verses 8 through 10, uh, he's talking about uh, the quality of uh, life that we should be living. We leave behind uh, the old practices and, and we walk in, in Christ-likeness. In other words, uh, we walk in his love. We walk in his grace. His kindness is reflected in us. We're forsaking uh, the practices of our old sinful nature and uh, just testing ourselves, making sure that we are walking uh, as children of the light uh, and making sure that it, it pleases the Lord. Now, when we look at this particular word uh, for, for testing, uh, this is generally used of God as God is, is proofing us. You know, he, he's putting us to the test in order to bring forth the best in us. Mm. Uh, it's never used of Satan. Uh, Satan does not test us in that fashion. In fact, the, the other Greek word that uh, we're looking at here as far as the testing goes, peribzo, uh, is to try to test intentionally for the purpose of discovering what good or evil is in a thing. Sometimes it is used of God. Uh, we remember in Genesis uh, chapter 22, God put Abraham to a test. And, and I can't think of a test that was, was any more challenging to anyone when uh, God said to Abraham, take your son, mm. your only son Isaac, and uh, offer him up as a, as a sacrifice to me. Uh, but he was testing Abraham to see, Abraham, do you hold on to the promise more than you do to the one who gave the promise? Mm. And uh, Abraham, we know, indeed did pass the test. Uh, there are temptations that come our way uh, in this life as well. Uh, you know, on a daily basis, we face temptation. Uh, I'm reminded that there's a, an old song uh, that said, yield not to temptation, uh, because to yield is sin. It's, it's not a sin to be tempted. But it's what we do right. with the temptation through, that, right. <laughs> that really makes the difference there. But the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, that there's no temptation that has come to you, but it's common to man. Mm. And God is faithful with the temptation to provide for us the way or the avenue of escape. And, of course, that is, is through Christ Jesus our Lord. And is that another way of saying you're not that special? I mean, it's, it's not unique to just you. Exactly. But, but here's one of the things about temptation. Uh, secrecy in our life is, is really a foothold to the tempter. Mm. Uh, when, he can, when he can whisper in our ear, if others knew what you're struggling with, if they knew what oh, your right. thought process was, processes were, if they knew what you're doing in your private moments or, or what have you, he, he 
he beats us mm-hmm. down uh, with the the shame of the temptation, and if, especially if if a person responds to the temptation, the weakness of the flesh, and uh, he then lords it over them. Right. You think you're such a good Christian? <laughs> Look what you're doing. You yeah. know if 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 your pastor knew, or mm. if your spouse knew, or if your neighbors knew, uh, and and he he reigns over us, but but this scripture says the temptations you're struggling <laughs> with are the temptations that we are struggling right. with as well. They're not they're not special. Well, and that's pretty freeing to understand that that it isn't you know it, it's not a unique problem to just you. And that there are other people that are struggling with the same thing. Again, like you said, it doesn't mean you get to go, okay, fine, I'll just give in. But it's not unique to just you. Exactly. And, and if we can take hold of that, mm-hmm. then, then we are well on the way of addressing the, the weakness in our life and, and getting a, a, an upper hand on it to overcome it with the power that is available to us in Christ. Mm. Uh, when, when we read what Paul said that God has, is faithful to provide us the way of escape or the means of overcoming the, the temptation, in a word, it's Jesus. Yeah. You know, and so uh, that's, that's the positive aspect of, of this particular type of testing uh, that we experience. Uh, however, uh, in a very negative sense, it's used by Satan for the purpose of destruction. Now, we remember in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus was led in the, by the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days. Mm-hmm. At the end of 40 days, he faced the temptation. And the intention of the temptation, as Satan came to him as the tempter, was to throw him off. To break him? To break him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what Satan tries to do with us. And so we need to to be strong in that. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, the, the Apostle Paul in verse 5, uh, talking about the marriage relationship, uh, tells husbands and wives not to withhold intimacy from each other. It should never be a tool or a weapon used in the relationship because it becomes a point of temptation mm-hmm. where Satan comes. You don't want to give mm-hmm. Satan the upper hand uh, to exploit right. any uh, physical weakness or, or uh, moral weakness and gain the upper hand. Um, the tempter may come to you to tempt you, but as we resist him, and and I love that scripture that if we resist the devil, he flees Mm. from us. We don't have to to yield to him. Now, again, when I think of this temptation, uh, I was just thinking of this even as I was driving over here today. (laughs) Um, One of my favorite shows uh, is uh, Forged in Fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. where they get blacksmith competition, blacksmith, bladesmithing. Uh, they get these bladesmiths to come in and uh, they have to create uh, a weapon, uh, an edged weapon uh, in a forge. 
uh, in their own style and make it a functional weapon. And then after it is all done, and, and some of these guys produce beautiful, beautiful knives, uh, the judges will take them and test them. <laughs> and use them? <laughs> they, they abuse them and they use them up. Uh, but what they're doing is they're checking the quality. You know, how, mm-hmm. how did they do in their tempering of the, the, the metal? Uh, did uh, they get a, a good, good temper on it to give it uh, the, uh, the strength that it needs to stand up to the test? Are there any flaws in the metal that are exploited by the violence of the test that they're subjected to that would cause them to break? And, and I see Satan coming to us to destroy us, but the difference between what Satan does is he tests us uh, and what the Lord does uh, as he allows us to go through seasons of testing uh, he is proofing us, making sure that any flaws are addressed and uh, dealt with. He doesn't come to destroy. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy us. And so uh, that's, that's what uh, stands out to me with respect to testing or adversity, if we can use uh, the word uh, adversity as a synonym for the tests that we go through. So an analogy, or simplifying that, Satan, in the forged and fire analogy, his goal would be to break it, to destroy it. Yes. And God's goal would be to verify that it's actually, will hold up and to do what it's designed to do. Yes. So what about the thought that some might have that if if it's weak and it breaks, well, that mean God broke it. How do you address that concept? Because the goal was not to destroy it, but to prove that it was it was useful. Well, I I would come back again then to what the Apostle Paul was saying about the quality of of our faith mm-hmm. and, and of our life, our life works. Uh, if if it's flawed wood, hay, and stubble, it's not going to stand the mm. test. Um, if it's quality, it does withstand the test. Yeah. Now, the beauty of this, and I want to be careful, I'm going to be mixing metaphors here, <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I want to guard against that, but uh, I can't avoid it in this particular situation. Uh, I go to the the metaphor of the potter with the clay. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, when the clay or the vessel is marred in the hands of the master, he doesn't discard it then as being of no value at all. But he reshapes it and remakes it. And uh, oftentimes, uh, even in this, the analogy of forged in fire, Mm -hmm. uh, the bladesmith will see a flaw as he's creating the, the instrument, and he'll abandon that piece and start all over again from scratch, even though he has time constraints, and in a short period of time produce a better quality product than he did originally. Yeah. 
So rather than throw out the pieces, God will come along and put them back together he properly. Properly assembles them. Fantastic. He deals with the flaws. So as we go through this next few weeks, um, what are some of the points that we're going to be hitting on? Well, we are going to be addressing the, the very simple question, what is God's reason for allowing us to experience adversity? Mm-hmm. And I believe that the answers are found in the following. Adversity is God's way of getting our attention. Secondly, adversity is our assurance of God's love. Thirdly, adversity is God's call to self-examination. And finally, adversity is God's way of conquering our pride. That's awesome. Um, As we go forward, those are the four things that you're going to be digging deeper into as we go forward in this. So um, if you're hearing this, share it with your friends. Get it out there. Um, Post it on your social medias. um, And... As we come back in our next four episodes, uh, we're going to nail these and you're going to dig deep into them uh, and really give us some tools so that we can understand God's adverse, the adversity, how we're tested by God um, and understand his love in all of it. Yes. If if there's one thing we can accomplish in, in these next few weeks it's to redeem 2020. It's, <laughs> it's not, it's not going to be one of those things that's just a wash, mm-hmm. you know, and think, you know, we, that never happened. Right. We wish that never happened, but rather, you know, we went through some stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, good came out of it. Excellent. Well, thank you, Dave. I appreciate you uh, starting this study. It's going to be exciting going through it. Um, and we will see you all in the next one. Thanks for listening today. Thank you, Greg.